You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I don't have no AKAs for today. I am joined by my friends and my co-hosts. What's up, everybody? This is Candace, AKA. Did you at least pinch the nigga? Did you did you did you at least scratch him? Did you get did you slap him? Did you you should have bit the nigga? It did what the fuck? Y'all, first of all, hey Adrian. Hey. I'm about to be a menace. And I, I'm not no scary motherfucker. I put a name on it. So if you if somebody even tell you about this filthy scent, aka Joseph Hamilton, born and raised in Shaker Heights, went to private school was going to the Ohio State University, but you couldn't stop being a fucking loser to finish and graduate. Just to come home, you don't have no license. You you barely have your part of the daycare. You a fucking abuser. You a drunk. You Get only em. got three you only got three outfits. Get them. Your Jordans is wrinkled in the toe. Mm. Get them. You borrow bus fare from your baby mama. Mm. Get them. Can't keep a job. Mm. Get them. Always arguing on the fucking internet. Typing mm. like you John Wick, but you nothing more than nigga Wick. You got your yeah. ass beat this weekend. And this was after you was talking all that gun talk to me. Talking about my kids going to be motherless. Make sure I got a gun when I touch back down in Cleveland. Like, nigga, you, you know who I am. You know who my family is. You know who my God family is. You are, you, this this your problem, bitch. <laughs> what? This your problem. You think you a gangster when you are nothing more than a suburban boy. Raised in a fucking church. Your daddy was a preacher, nigga. Mm. You went to private school. This sounded like Eight Mile. And Clarence got a real good parents. Okay. Do he? Do he? He don't. Because <laughs> your mama for sure a fool. It might have been April Fool Saturday, but that bitch been a fool because she raised you. Mm. You got your ass whooped. And I, your daughter is closer to being fatherless than my kids are to being motherless because you can't fucking fight. Where was that gun when them niggas was beating your ass last night? Both your eyes is, oh, Martin, oh, Marty Marr, Tommy Hearns and them whipped your ass. I think I'm going to use your lumped up face as a show cover this week. (laughs) That's how fucking petty and vengeful I am. Because once we enemies, we enemies forever, especially when you get to talk and stick talking, you're not about that life. You're not about that life. You can't afford bus fare. I know you can't afford a gun, even a dirty one. You on food stamps, nigga. You on food stamps. So don't talk to me about gun talk. If you could afford a gun, you should be able to afford to get your license cleared. Mm. If you can afford a gun, you should have some health care. You should stick your ass to urgent care and make sure you don't lose sight out one of them, one or both them motherfucking eyes. My goddaughter should have came over there and got her lick in too. Cause your ass is easily beatable. Go to hell. And you got exactly what you deserve. May you continue to suffer. That's what I want to say. Um, it's my birthday week. So we yeah. here. Okay. It's my birthday week. And if you want to send me birthday money, you can on Cash App at Candace Marie84. C-A-N-D-I-C-E-M-A-R-I-E-84. Because I deserve it. The nigga tree is strong with this one. The sixth, the sixth is coming. Okay. Thursday is your girl's birthday. I'm taking some time off from work. I'm going to get my hair done, my nails done, get a facial, get get pampered. It's your girl's birthday week. So feel free to contribute or just continue to stream us. 
that's gift enough too because spotify is back sponsoring us thank god it's been like years when we be the last time we had an anchor sponsor so we back um anchor don't finally put some put something on the building for them again finally okay have y'all heard that married to medicine is filming but so far quad has not been filming i have seen that on social media and honestly i'm not surprised i'm not shocked and let me say this i am somebody who i like quad more often than not but for the last several seasons quad has been has barely been friends with these ladies right they have mm-hmm. been arguing like cats and dogs and so i don't really see a reason for her to be a part of a show where she really don't mess with them like that like at one point quad was really close with that group of ladies but they a lot of them were so nasty to her and her divorce from Dr. G, that it she really severed the relationship and was showing up for a check. And there's it's rumored this season that Dr. Greg and his fiance will be back on the show. Um, Phaedra will which be on the today, show. Although, um, which today? I have a problem with them bringing somebody back to the show who their ex-wife called them out as being abusive. Yeah, I, was, I do I was have a problem with that. That's very problematic. Um, I have a problem with it, although unfortunately, I mean, it's you know, it's Bravo here. They here the fact that Phaedra is back on our, on some of these screens for some of these shows. I mean, Andy don't give a fuck. But on top of like setting that aside, right? Not even gonna hold you. Um, I don't want to see Greg back on my goddamn TV. He wasn't interested, especially in not with nobody that looked like um, not with his fiance who looked like Toya if she was missing a chromosome. <laughs> Toya's that lady ugly. That lady <laughs> ugly. She missing the Toya's own. But she looked like she looked like Toya's bitch Stewie. <laughs> we could tell it's your birthday week. Cause what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, okay, but I didn't lie because but that's just see- like Drake. Drake is uh Tyler Lepley's bitch Stewie. <laughs> bitch Tilda, but um, I I just setting the like the obvious issues with like bringing back someone who was an abuser, um, um, cause uh, ex, etc. Like Greg didn't bring nothing like you know as a husband when he was on the show, and that was years ago. So I damn sure don't like want to see him back. But again, this is Andy. I mean, we can't expect nothing less. Um, it's uh, it's just nasty. That's the word. It is. It is. And also the season, the the season 15 trailer for Real Housewives of Atlanta dropped. There was a synopsis on the storylines. Um we all knew Drew was gonna be talking about the divorce. Yeah, but so it's the something really stood out to me. <laughs> and it hit. There is a part of the trailer where Martel is on the episode and asking Sheree mm-hmm. if she's good. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm ready for whatever, including OnlyFans. And Martel was like, what are you talking about? What you mean OnlyFans? And Sheree talking about, you know, sex sales. First of all, the fact that you are 50 plus years old trying to start up an OnlyFans career is fucking incredible and pathetic all at once. Because while you are absolutely a beautiful woman with a bomb-ass body, I know you be in there moaning like a fucking plumber. I just know them sex sounds is nasty and not the good nasty. The nasty nasty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
She be in there moaning like, yes, Jules. I'm talking about what the fuck is going on here? That man got kids, baby. You and I'm Hold gonna on. start talking like how men talk about women with only fans. What's your <laughs> kid? What his kids gonna say in 10 years when they realize their daddy was slinging dick on OnlyFans to an AARP member? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. With Martell the is their daddy, that's going to be the least of their concerns. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because <laughs> I ain't seen the trailer. I didn't even know they put the damn trailer out. <laughs> you mean to tell me Sheree went by Sheen by Sheree to Sheen by Sheen by She didn't went from Sheen by Sheree to, yeah, Squirt by Sheree. She is, first of all, <laughs> I just it's the desperation. It's the fact that... It's the L's. You keep taking these L's because you told us Sheen by Sheree was going to make you a millionaire and everybody was going to be jealous. Ooh. Only to not have, we have not seen Ooh. a piece by Sheree clothing <laughs> since that season finale. And you are on this season 15 talking about some fucking only fans. You are a grandma. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a cackling because bitch what what is she talking about only fans but geriatric (laughs) I feel horrible because I want to see it (laughs) because Martell is toxic and you know toxic niggas be having some of the best dick so I want to see it I'm Mel already told us that's not true Mel already told us the dick not you know the dick so then you just stayed with him 11 years getting cheated on and he wasn't breaking your back um, Correct. Man, we got stuff to yeah, talk about. she she admitted to that. She admitted mm. to that. She said Martell <laughs> didn't make her want to fuck him. I'm sorry. I know I've been laughing this whole time, I... <laughs> but but fucking but fucking only joggers is fucking killing me. <laughs> only joggers. Put text that. That's the show title. Only fucking joggers. <laughs> only spring summer. Only summer fall. Yo, imagine if she had these for the sexy. <laughs> Like and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm oh, I, I'm good. I love sex workers, but just this fifty plus year old woman being such a flop at everything she does to the point where she wants to do OnlyFans with Martell Hope of all people. Oh God, bro, that that done made my day. That was fucking funny. Only joggers <laughs> and the season storylines minus Drew. Oh, um, God. I'm looking. I'm kind of looking forward to it because uh, Marlo and Candy look like they're into it heavy, real heavy, to the point where Candy talking about choking Marlo and shit. Speaking of, we didn't talk about this last week, but okay, Tamar. That was, uh, uh, what the um, hell did Tamar do? Oh, what she said about the um about Candy and and yeah. I, and, yeah. So first of all, oh, let's shit. be honest. <laughs> If what if what Candy said is true, Carlos King is a snake. First of all, Carlos King had Candy's information. If Carlos King wanted to do a biopic of Escape, he should have reached out to Candy and the rest of the girls of Escape. Going behind Candy's back and and getting in contact with Candy's mother and lying about why you're contacting her to gather information for a, a biopic that she didn't speak to Candy about, that's pretty fucked up and we could call it what it is. Is it illegal? No, but it's fucked up considering 
You had worked with Candy on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Not only that, not only that, you are, I mean, let's, I mean, we get on Phaedra and right for the soap involvement, but you literally were the source and cause of that nasty false rumor about uh, assault. Yeah, and which is why you were let go from Bravo and the Real Housewives right. franchise. So honestly, the fact that you even had the audacity to do anything regarding Candy, to be perfectly damn honest. And very gutsy. And Tamar, if there's any truth to Todd getting in your face and saying, you know how I'm coming behind my wife. I mean, I don't know what you want nobody to say about that because that's what every man should do about their wife. Like, like, I don't believe Todd threatened you. I believe Todd maybe got in your personal space. It was like, yo, you doing a lot. But I don't think Todd was threatening. Todd won't even be threatening with Mama Joyce and she hate his guts. Right. <laughs> so... I don't believe Todd threatened you or made any threats to you. I do believe Todd got between you and Candy and told you that you should chill out and removed and his you, wife from the situation. And you tried to play stupid about why she was upset and he said, you know what it is. Like, come on. And I don't and put you, too much you, past any man, but that that doesn't match up with Todd in anything that we have seen. And, and I know why it's hasn't any to be different, but nah. I don't believe Why her. hasn't anybody else who was there used to, y'all said it was a one thing that all parties have said is that there were a lot of people around when it was happening. Why has nobody corroborated that Todd threatened you? Then you jumped the shark and said, I really hope he not beating Candy's ass off the cameras. Come on now. For somebody that's been in a bunch of abusive, toxic relationships, you really lack self-awareness. And that's why you you can't find no success right now. You got a lot of shit to say about Candy, but shit, Candy's Candy's little IG lives and YouTube lives, they get more streams than your music. What you gonna say? Oh no, I don't I don't I just don't believe Tamar. She has a a knack for doing a lot of stuff and then when it comes to her doorstep, now she crying and throwing up. And I think it was sick for her to even say any make any abuse allegations. Cause then if Candy came back about the stuff that your mom said about Vince. Now you somewhere shaking, crying, throwing up, being wrapped in your victimhood. And how can somebody come for a victim of domestic violence? And then you're going to get on your high horse. I don't like people like that. If you're going to get down in the mud and be a mud slinger, let's be picked. Now, Adrian, you be so classy with your drag. I love it. I mean, because it. It, it don't be and a then, lot, but I don't... I don't snipe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but with that said, let's we're gonna jump into um escape SWB and escape R and B divas and escape. escape. Um, so I'm glad that SWB did not budge on this uh headlining. I don't mean any harm, and as we said last week, yeah, it's great that you got you and Tiny have a social media following due to being on reality TV, but that doesn't really mean people are going are coming to see y'all just because of that. Because yeah. truly, they can just see you on TV. They don't have to spend money to come see you perform, especially when what y'all do on reality TV typically has nothing to do with y'all as performers. Let's yeah. say that Candy on Real Housewives of Atlanta, is it's never been centered around her being a member of Escape. Which can I say, since we here, looking back on it, that's honestly like a missed opportunity. Like, don't get me wrong, like we here for the mess, but like you can like 
do both. It's not an either or situation. So honestly, all these years, that's a missed opportunity on on Bravo's part. And and let's you know, let's talk about it even further. Every time something has come back around with like Escape or SWV, specifically Escape, it's always been a separate series. It's never been part of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. So it to me, the music side of Candy, I don't think it's breeding her more followers from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It, I just don't think it is. And it's so not. there's that. And then um, they just don't sound good to me. Can I... <laughs> I just want to be so honest. I loved Escape's music back in the day. I loved SWV back in the day, and I still love their classics. Don't get me wrong. They do have some classics. But I am so shocked that people are paying money to see folks perform, and not just them, just all of, like, these, you know, old-school acts who can tour and do a Time Joiner Cruise tour and shit like that. They don't really be sounding that good. They, they don't be, they can't dance and shit, especially Escape. Like, not none of them sound good. Not Candy, not Latasha, not Tamika, not Tiny. They can't dance. They didn't had all this work done to their bodies. They move heavy and shit. They be, they be on that stage looking like they got concrete tied to their fucking ankle. I don't know. It, it just... But that's what happens when as you as an artist, um, in your seniority, like, you don't, you don't take care of, like, your craft anymore. Like, I mean, shit, Candace, you do... And Bree and Juanita here, y'all just saw Usher not too long ago, and my man's is still like Oh my god! You know man. what I'm saying? Like that's, that's what happens great, when. That's a great point, Jeremy. You can tell when artists don't give up on their craft, but I also understand after they broke up, nobody had a desire to see them solo. So, yeah. but at the same time, if you ever wanted to stick your toe back in music, you were supposed to keep up with like. Well, it's probably expensive too, and they didn't have the the money aside from Candy and Tiny. But vocally, they just don't sound amazing to me. I think SWV still still sounds really good. Um, but and honestly, aside it's kind from of, that, it's it's kind of hilarious when you think about it because they just had that what reunion when they did the um, the BET joint when they when they was honored, and that wasn't that long ago, and like hearing them then as opposed to now, like what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Cause when they was on the um what that was what I wanna say 2019-ish, 18-ish, something like that. Not too long ago. So and they sounded decent then. Well, some of them. <laughs> but it's like now nah, all of y'all sound bad. So what the fuck happened? Yep. It's too much turmoil in the group. Mm. It's a ton of turmoil. First of all. Again, and then I guess we could talk about what went on on the social media this past the week with Tamika yeah. and Latasha. You agreed to do something. You knew there was a rehearsal. Why wasn't you at the rehearsal? Instead, you sitting down with your husband. You sitting down with your husband recording, uh, of talking about that record deal and that gospel album ain't doing nothing. Like, God, I just God don't understand. I don't understand how she e- thought this was going to go. How did she think this was going to go? Because once we started taping and we have this blow up about this money, I I would have been trying to put out my gospel album then. Like, because now you look you look mean, nasty, and with a vile spirit. Mm-hmm. And not that that doesn't fit into the church in some ways, 
anyway. But you can't be like that out in the open and people it still expect support. Agreed. So I don't yeah. get her. I don't get her. I don't get her in game. <clears throat> I don't even think she has an in game, honestly. Yeah, I don't think so. Rocky and Bullwinkle just ain't. <laughs> Rocky <smart>. and Bullwinkle. <laughs> So I guess the 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 biggest thing for me, and I said it on Twitter and I'll say it again, and I'm gonna say the things that nobody wants to say. Latasha is wrong, but Tamika is getting her nastiness back in spades now. Because when they broke up, Tamika sided with Tasha knowing she was wrong, all because she she's been brainwashed under the muse that show sister, y'all stick together, right or wrong. And I want black families to get from under that. I don't got to stick by you if you wrong. True. She stuck by her sister when she was dead ass wrong. And when that, and when her sister went solo, she didn't even throw Tamika a crumb. Didn't offer a feature. Didn't want to do a song with her. Didn't want to do an album with her. Didn't use her on background vocals. Didn't use her as a backup, a background singer, nothing. She left her sister to fucking struggle and then stole money from her on top of it. Why would you side with somebody like that? Tamika, to the point where she accused Candy of sucking and fucking anybody, including J- Jermaine Dupree, Daddy and Jermaine Dupree. I mean, just made up bold-faced, nasty lies that could have really had a huge impact on Candy's career. So part of me does not feel sorry for Tamika Scott. I just don't. Part of me don't feel sorry for her. Because when you do the clownery, the clownery come back to bite. And you have made it okay for your sister to be wrong as two left fucking shoes and you stand by her side. And typically with behavior like that, it comes back around and it'll bite you in the ass too. Because not holding somebody accountable for their actions and behavior is not beneficial to anybody. You supposed to have been called your sister out on her bullshit. You supposed to have been checked her about that $30,000. You were supposed to get the police involved when her husband was cashing checks fraudulently with your name on them. All this letting it slide shit and now it's then bubbled over and boiled to the top. And my question is, what you want us to do about it? Now he hacking into your phone. He got explicit videos and pictures of you threatening to blackmail you and your sister sitting right there while it's fucking happening. She wouldn't be no sister of mine. And I wouldn't fuck with my mom either because I feel like they mom, her mama knew exactly what Tasha and her husband was doing. And she probably got some of the money from those royalty checks. Yes. Yes. And even if she didn't, once she knew about it, daughter's feet to the fire you for where you know what they was going through Bitch, i set all this on fire i don't care what they were going through to, to steal thirty thousand dollars nah Mm-mm. and you did all that carrying on and lying behind your sister and what did she do oh y'all know how tamika can be how she lied so you mm-hmm. carried a lie for her and then she used that lie to discredit you when you telling some truth yep them same lies she used to protect you you used to protect her she using them against you to say you don't tell the truth so like i said i i i do think tasha's wrong i think she owes you your money but i hope you have learned a lesson about what it looked like to stick by people even when they dead ass wrong and and how it could come and bite you in the ass because that's what this is is that's what this is. It's biting you in the ass. Thumbs down to everybody involved. Um, and then oh, oh, SWB. No. If that boy don't want to go to college and be a dentist, why do y'all keep trying to force him, especially when you are paying out of pocket for him to go to school? He ain't on nobody's full scholarship. And I do agree about having a plan B. 
But who's to say the plan B he wants is is going to be dentistry? Or that the plan B is right for him. Exactly. Like I get and the... Go ahead. I was going to say, and stop using the fact that when shit blew up with SWV, y'all had to go work minimum wage jobs. We have to have an honest conversation that a lot of that was because y'all were not financially and fiscally knowledgeable about y'all money and how it worked. If y'all had the right people in y'all corner helping y'all with the money part of being famous and selling 30 million records and selling out tours, y'all, all of y'all wouldn't have had to go back to work doing, you know, minimum wage jobs. Like that's the key thing that y'all keep leaving out. Y'all were international stars and y'all ended up broke working regular jobs. It's not because the music industry is, is a, it is a fickle fucking place, but it's fickle to people who don't know shit. Let's say that. It, back in the day, the mu music industry was extremely fickle and fucked up to black artists because those white ass big wigs was taking advantage of y'all financially. Your son wouldn't have to endure that because you know better in 2022 and 2023. Y'all know differently now. Y'all know the benefits of being independent. Y'all know the benefits of using social media to your, to your benefit and things like that. I don't think he would have some of the same struggles that y'all had. People still struggle because it's hard to break into music and be successful. But y'all, I don't I don't believe in forcing kids to go to college if that's not where they are right now. Because sadly, in this country, college is fucking expensive. Yeah. And so. uh, oh, go ahead. you can say something? No, I mean, I don't think they should be pushing him to dentistry, but he should be thinking of a backup plan. I will. Yeah, I will certainly. say that. So I under I understand their push for him to find something else if this music thing doesn't work out because I feel like the industry now is even more kind of fickle than it was e even back then. Oh, absolutely, it is. Because uh -huh. you can, because nowadays you can just find people on on social media. They're not putting really doing artist development, so they're not really pouring money and resources into these artists. For them to succeed, it's okay. Well, we got them off of Instagram. If they get a hot two song that can go, then we're good. And then if they don't work out, we'll just go find somebody else. Uh, yeah. to, to piggyback on that, I do feel um, like I agree, Ken's back in the day, like the music industry was, you know, extremely fickle. Um, I mean, not only to your point about white execs, but hell, even black ones so looking at you, Diddy. Um, like it, it's fucked up. Like we see all these documentaries um, today about how trash it was back then. And while I do feel like it has evolved um, and people, you know, no game, um, the, the the ugly side of it has evolved also as well. And to Adrian's point, I mean, we see it now where, our, you know, these brands and labels, they don't pour into the artists. The artists are really, a lot of them are really stunted. They never grow. They kind of put out the same song, same vibe and stuff, and they do well. But that's more like, it's, it's more of a machine instead of like, about the artists and putting out quality products and stuff. And I feel like I get them wanting him to have a backup plan because they are cautious. Um, do I think they've learned, you know, a whole hell of a lot over the years? Not completely, but <laughs> I do feel like they are cautious about that. But I do feel the way that they're going about it is a bit too, too much to Candace's point. Like it's, it sounds like caution, but it's like, okay, now you, 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 you um, we get it. <laughs> we get it. It's fucked up, but, they can still attempt it. And if anything, you can guide them. It's like, hey, we've been through this shit. 
don't do this or look out for this because shit was fucked up when we was doing it. It's still fucked up. Hell, arguably even more so in certain uh, aspects. Yes. Like it's a um, way they can go about it, but how they're doing it, it just comes off. It comes off kind of bootstrappy-ish to an extent. I, think, I don't like that. I think the way Taj spoke to him, I thought that was a good conversation. Um, much like Adrian said, dentistry doesn't have to be the plan B, but there should be a plan B. Because breaking into also breaking into the music industry is not cheap. No. Okay. Like, no, yes, you you have a beautiful natural voice thanks to your mom and genetics, but you need a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. You do yeah, need evidence, artist <laughs> You need a hit song. And you you need studio time. You know, mm-hmm. you need those things. And people are not going to give them to you because your mom is Coco. That's not yeah. to say if it, if you was blue ivy. It, it's not a soul around who wouldn't be dying to work with you. Yeah. But Coco hasn't really sustained herself in the music industry. So she might have connections, but not enough where you're not going to have to pay for some of the, some of what you want to get into the music industry. Just is what it is. But good luck. May your passion guide you. But and have if a that plan passion, B. Yeah, and if that passion doesn't work out, you do have a plan B, but you should also be encouraged and supported to follow your passion. Yes. Um... Speaking of passion. Oh, lack of lack thereof. <laughs> I know basketball wives is not Adrian's favorite show out of all of our shows. Um, but as the as we near the like, I would say this is going towards the end of the the total season, because they took like a break and came back. So they're lumping all this in as one season. So we gotta be nearing the end of the season. And finally the real Jackie Christie has showed up. And, and that Jackie rings. Christie is, yes, all of her neck pussy. She is mean. She is vile. She is self-centered. She is arrogant. She is narcissistic. She is not a good fucking person. And that is why I don't understand these women who might be younger than Jackie, but old enough to know better, are sitting up letting this bitch try to be the mama bear of that fucking group. Jackie Christie don't have a good relationship with her own fucking kids. Why do y'all want this bitch to be the mama bear of the group so bad? And she only wants to do it because she don't have a good relationship with her own fucking kids. I still follow her oldest daughter on fucking Instagram. Jackie don't bit more be seeing her grandkids than the man in the fucking moon, but she on our TV bringing gifts and playing Barbies with somebody else's child. Bitch, please. Mm, nasty work. I don't like Jennifer Williams, but how nasty Jackie has been to that lady is unfucking called for. And when called out on it, you dig your heels in it and you double, triple down on it. And I said it last week and I said it again. I feel like the reason I don't like it is because it just feels forced. Like, don't get me wrong. I agree with you, Candace. Like, Jackie has always been this evil, you know, wicked witch of the West. You know, her 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 evil is as, as expansive as her neckering, right? I feel like they like the Infinity Stones of Jackie Christie. Um, the bitchy stones, if you will, right? Yeah. So, like, she's always been like that. But, and maybe it's a lack of, you know, older faces or staples, you know, like a Evelyn, you know, like a Sean, et cetera. But, I feel like even this Jackie Christie is kind of like hamming it up a little bit. You she know what I'm saying? She is trying like it- to be the Shawnee of the group. The problem with that, though, is Shawnee never tried to mother these women. Right. She now, Shawnee was nasty in her own right. But- yeah, but she never tried to mama bear these women. And that's what Jackie is doing. 
And that's why I don't respect it. Don't try to mama bear somebody else's kids and you not a mama bear to your own fucking kids. Be fucking for real here. <laughs> Dead beat, bear. Be fucking serious here. Also, I don't... I'm going to come back because I want to discuss this whole... Because then I think Jen is a bozo as well. Because somebody booked you a hotel room. You're not spending a dime. And you pissed off because it's not a... Who the fuck is you? First of all, if you are that upset about the room, pay for your own upgrade. That's my first thing. Jackie was being petty. She was. She was being very petty. But she paying the cost to be the boss on this trip. It is what it is. Don't we have like one of these situations on damn near every one of these shows when it comes to a trip in a in a hotel in a room or something? Yes. I feel like yeah. every every time it's on just name the show. It don't matter which one. We always have an argument about a room, who booked what, who paying for what, etc. And while I get it at the same time, y'all can't write nothing better than this. <laughs> We've seen this for eighty for ninety two moons now. And I'm just, if I'm such a big, if I'm the the big boss bitch, big, big pussy queen, like Jennifer feel like she is, just pay for your own upgrade. Upgrade to a suite and shut the fuck up. Because you and Jackie, huh? Did somebody do that on one of these shows? Speaking of that, like how's always, when it married to medicine, well, I think Jackie, no, um, I think it was one that Heavenly sponsored or hosted or whatever, and they had an issue. And I think it was Toya. Toya was like, well, shit, let me just get my own damn room. I could be misremembering, but somebody did that on one of these shows. That should be the standard. If you don't like your room on a group trip, pay to upgrade it. If you got the money and shut up. Otherwise, take the free room. You're not going to spend that much time in that fucking room. You basically going to be sleeping in there. Damn sure ain't going to be filming in the room. Give it a fucking break. Give it a fucking break. Brandy, give it a fucking break. Give it a break. You are the you are the problem between you and Duffy. And I've I've encountered people like Brandy before. People who want you to be so mindful, so respectful, so um, you know, remember remember, understand what their triggers are and things that trigger them and trigger their anger and, and this, that, and the third, but they don't adhere to other people's triggers and things that upset them. So you met a Twitter user is what you're saying. Truly. Because she, that girl has been mad for 40 days and 40 nights at Duffy about how Duffy make facial expressions and how this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, every time you feel the need, you up in this girl's face, you point your finger in her face, you talking with your hands, you calling her names and shit like that. But you think she should respect things that trigger you and bother you? Man, bitch, suck Magic Johnson dick with all that. Because I, mm-mm, I'm, mm I'm not doing that. Respect is mutual. It's very mutual. And Brandy doesn't give Duffy mutual respect. And I need Duffy to stop taking the bait. And you're right. And I, I agree. And British, she was being fucking messy by telling Brandy what Duffy said. First things first, if you ever did something for me, if you're not doing it out the kindness of your heart, don't do it. Because I don't owe you no lo- no loyalty because you did something kind for me. Especially if you being a bozo. Especially if you being a bozo. This is all because you are very mad that Duffy won't shun Malaysia because you because you are trying to be the head one the next HBIC under Jackie when it comes to this Malaysia thing. You have been going hard all fucking season. 
with Malaysia and you feel like everybody else has shunned her and mistreat her as well. And you pissy no more. Hello. Then Duffy sends Malaysia some a product or something like that. Malaysia uses it and posts it and tag it. And you mad because Duffy reposted it? That is how being a business owner works. If you have a product and somebody uses your product and said and gives a good review when they use your product, your product and tag you and say, I use DJ Duffy's A B C D E F G and look how amazing it works, look how amazing it looks or fits or whatever. She's supposed to repost it. Just I don't know. I think Adrian said it a week or two ago. I just feel like this is all of Brandy's lashing out because she don't have a good relationship with Jason. And she takes it, she's taking it out on anybody who she can. And it's very convenient to use for a storyline. Yes. Yep. Also, Brooke, we know you was getting back with that nigga. Why did you, you needed a storyline. I get it. I get it. It made for a good storyline. But we all knew, girls on the show knew you was not getting divorced. My husband took me on a date and we've been getting along and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Miss Mamas, that's cool. Next storyline. I think the best storyline so far in the second half of the season has been the stuff going on with um, Rockstar's girlfriend. I keep forgetting her name. But the postpartum conversations and, and bringing in professionals and doulas and moms and having these conversations about what postpartum depression looks like how it can manifest, how it can make you feel, how it can make you behave. I think that has probably been one of the best things that they have discussed on this season. Yeah, it's been, it is damn near one of the only things they've discussed, or at least mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. thing of substance. I think it I think it is truly important and I'm glad to be seeing it. Um and I'm a layoff um oh oh British scammer. Um, because she has been really, really diligent about facilitating things to help Rockstar, Rockstar's uh, fiance get through postpartum and, and get help and feel comfortable leaning on professionals and, you know, things like that. So kudos to British for that. That's very important. And still wishing... That young lady, I can't remember her name to save my fucking life, boy, but wishing you continue healing and rest and things that you need so that you can start to feel better um, and get beyond postpartum depression. I feel like that's, y'all got anything else for basketball wise? Not a thing. Okay. Well, we are going to, <laughs> we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to introduce y'all to seeking brother husband on is it on lifetime or tlc 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 seeking brother husband on tlc so y'all stay tuned and we'll be right back after the break this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome back, welcome back. We hope y'all enjoyed a message from our sponsors. Um, if you are looking to start a podcast, I would say one of the easiest ways to do it is uh, Anchor by Spotify. It makes sure that your show is distributed to all the major platforms, i.e. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
and a few others. You can record from your phone, your tablet, your computer, your PC if you want to. You can edit right within the app. They have paid sponsorships and things like that. So, you know, shout out to Anchor by Spotify. But speaking brother husband, whoa, me and Adrian watched it together. That's my, I think Adrian, you're going to be my seeking brother husband buddy because I more than likely won't watch it on Sundays when it airs at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TLC. I typically will because that's late and I'm usually in the bed. Um, so I'm going to usually watch it the, the Monday next, I'm the next day. I'm going to watch it on Monday. And so let's, y'all ready to get into some of these couples? I have yes. a cast pulled up. Okay, well bring us in, Jeremy. Um, let's start. I think a good place we can start. God damn it, Google. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I tap over and scroll down, and Google is just like, nope. I'm just going to go blank for a bit. Bitch, I just put on the tab. <laughs> well, okay. I'll bring us in with Kenya, Carl, and Tiger. Um, this is an all black thruple, and. Kenya and Carl have been married for 26 years and they have three adult children. Tiger is her second husband and she is, so she shares a bed with Tiger. Carl has his own room. And after 10 years, Kenya wants to add somebody to the mix. Carl is totally fine with it. Tiger is starting to have a breakdown about it. And I think on Twitter, when we live tweeted this or tweeted it together adrian and i said the same thing these couples don't give us long-term poly couples because tigers should know the rules like somebody I who is jealous notes. jealous and insecurity cannot be a part of polyamory this i have in my notes and this is my opinion a lot of these couples give we saw polyamory on twitter and wanted to give it a, to- a try but we don't really know the intricacies of it. That's at least how that's how it came off to me. Yeah, I think yeah. I think in Carl Tiger Kenya situation, I think Carl does get what it, and that's why he's fine and he's cool. Because I don't know personally if I could be the long term spouse of someone and then they're like no longer sleeping with me. They sleep with someone else every single night. I, but I will also it, I will also say I am I had this show is forcing me to, to like re-examine like how I think of relationships and everything. So I will say that also. So if I say something problematic, I'm sorry, but this is a learning experience. It's it's forcing me to take a look at my proximity to patriarchy because I'll be honest, I don't know if I would I don't know if I would have blinked twice if these were thruples that consisted of one man and two women. In my mind, I'm trying to figure out just because of patriarchy and how we've been socialized to understand what would make a man want to share his wife with another man and be in the same house and know that that woman, your wife is, you know, being intimate and ending her, her, starting her day and ending her nights with this other man. And I have to unpack the fact that if that is, it could, it works for them because Carl does not seem to give a single solitary fuck about her sleeping with Carl, sharing sharing a room with Carl, or introducing another person to the situation. It's primarily Tiger who's losing his shit, and he want to have a wedding and all kind of shit. 
And Tiger's then, parents do not agree with his with this lifestyle. Also, that bears noting. But it makes me wonder, like, was this the understanding, like, coming in? Because I can't knock somebody for being uncomfortable with dynamics, like signing up for one dynamic. So as Tiger, I sign up to be the brother husband to Carl, kind of thinking it's just me. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, was it always clear from the beginning that she may bring additional people in? Or was it, I have this husband, but I like you and I want you to come in with us? Well, we both asked the question, are the men allowed to have partnership outside their wives? And some, uh, one of our listeners, shout out to them. Uh, it's so buried so deep in my mentions, I can't get to it. But she stated that Kenya, Carl and Tiger did an interview somewhere and they are allowed to have partnership outside of Kenya. So this could potentially explain why Carl is okay with it because maybe he has a partner outside of Kenya. But it doesn't seem like Tiger has partnership outside of Kenya. And maybe that's why he has so many insecurities about adding uh, another male to their dynamic. So those, like, I look forward to seeing if we learn more about that this season. Um, yeah, because it feels, it, I'm sorry, because it feels like Carl is still very much in love with Kenya, but for whatever reason, his, like, it seems like his sex drive doesn't match hers. And that's why he was kind of okay with bringing Tiger in to fulfill that component for her. And so Tiger being brought in to be, I'm her sexual partner. I think that might be what's causing like the brush up. Cause I don't think there there's any, I don't want to say competition, but I don't feel like there's any competition in the sexual arena with him and Carl, which is why Tiger has been fine with this arrangement. Right. But now that she wants to bring in additional partners, I think he kind of sees himself being kind of put out to pasture in a way. Yeah. But also to me, you have to be honest about your expectations. And this is why, in my opinion, a lot of people think the idea of a poly relationship sounds good until they're actually in it. And and it takes a, a lot of unpacking and unlearning to successfully do polyamory. The first thing being understanding that no two relationships are the same. What Carl gives to Kenya, Tiger doesn't. What Tiger gives to Kenya, Carl doesn't. What the next woman gives to Carl, Kenya doesn't and vice versa. It's not necessarily a race or hanging you out to pasture, but different people can fulfill different needs in your life is what it sounds like in these situations. And so I feel like Tiger has to do some unpacking and unlearning because it's still kind of given the church is reigning supreme and how his family feels is reigning supreme. He's talking about having a, a wedding ceremony and, you know, this, that, and the third. And so I'm like, yeah, he's not totally secure in this situation and it shows. And if he's not going to ever be secure, if it's going to be a problem with her bringing in another partner, he needs to have a real conversation with Kenya and they need to figure out where they will go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Elisa and Mike. Now they are in Los Angeles. They don't yet have a third uh, 
a third partner. A, they don't have another brother husband added yet. She's actively looking. Mike is acting like he's okay with it, but he's really not. Yeah. I think what stood out to me is, um, and this is who I was actually going to start to lead with before fucking Google decided to say fuck you. Um, I don't think he's completely over her cheating in the past. I don't either. Yeah. And I think, I think for, and in his way of trying to kind of get over and being okay with her cheating is why he is quote unquote allowing this poly polyandry to happen, mm-hmm. which makes me uneasy because I don't, for me, and I'm not in this lifestyle, so I could be speaking out the speaking out my ass right now, but I don't think any couple should enter into poly relationships and the impetus is one of them cheating. Okay, because I'm glad I, you got here because that was what was on my mind. It was like, I think it's really awful. It's really counterproductive to want to enter into a polyamorous relationship after one person gets caught cheating. Or any relationship for that matter. Because there are boundaries even in polyamorous relationships. And I would say the boundaries are usually even harder than a two-person relationship. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. argue that. Like, because there has to be clear communication, cl- like really, really clear boundaries. This would hurt. These are people that are off limits. Like, so if you can't, to me, if you can't respect the boundaries of a relationship, I don't think you can respect I think it's the either- boundaries of a, a non-traditional non-monogamy relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That gets you tongue-tied, non-monogamous, non-traditional but yes, I do agree. The boundaries are harder. The transparency is more important. It takes more because people think polyamory is a free-for-all. You just get to be sucking and fucking when you feel like it. And that is not how that works. And I feel like she is one of those people. Like when I made my opening statement about, you know, I feel like some of these couples, they got their idea of what they think poly is from social media. Uh, Eliza is who I was one of the people who I was referring to because it does seem like it does seem like she is wanting this not because it's something that she really wants slash needs. It feels like this is her way of I may cheat on him again, but if we do it like this, then it's not as bad as when it was just me and him. That's what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like, and I could be completely fucking wrong, but it nah, doesn't. It seemed like she want to throw that pink pussy around and <laughs> it not be considered cheap. Yeah, it like 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 the couple we had before, the well the throuple we had before, like it was like we went from so many dynamics of you know one providing this, one providing the other, you know, emotional, you know, support, intelligence, etc. And Eliza is just like, I just want to fuck. <laughs> and then and if we do and if we do and if we do it this what way, then it's not as bad. <laughs> right, Eliza said, "Where the head niggas at? Where the where the where the poly dick at?" Because I don't know. Because I don't. Uh, I don't know. It okay. How do I say this? Because it just feels so like I get. I think I get like the basis and the foundation of being poly. But when you turn what was like a monogamous relationship into a multiple partner relationship after you've cheated and then you're you're taking the extra effort to seek somebody i don't know it just rubs me wrong 
Because it's like, okay, you're making active efforts to find another person, which I guess when you haven't repaired the lack of trust and the issues with the person you're already with. Okay. And then it seems weird. It seems really weird. And also, if this is the route that you're going, maybe have a conversation about if he wants to seek additional partnership as well. And then put his needs first. Yeah. Because it, 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 uh, Candace, you say this all the time when it comes to relationships and cheating, regardless of what they are. Like, if you cheated first, so like, you should not be like leading this, like, currently. Should, like, she, yeah. She, she, yeah, she should not be leading. Like, regardless of what you want to say about Mike, girl, when y'all was together, like, regardless of the type of relationship that y'all had, you fucked up. You cheated. So, like, you leading this shit and then seeing, like, literally putting you first How and you are on the back clamoring for dick. You can't yeah, make me it, believe that that has helped the relationship dynamic in you. And it is only going to get worse. At all. I'm glad like I'm we're all you, on the same page with this. Like, I'm telling you, I feel like Eliza is, is saying, like, ping pussy go poom poom. That's what she's saying. <sighs> yeah, I think she just knows, like, <laughs> not gonna leave because he had the i'm not gonna leave face like i'm not quite comfortable with this but i'm not gonna leave and now and she's kind of you using that to her advantage because there i I can get you you being out maybe you meet someone that strikes your interest i get that but it's the actively seeking part that continues to kind of throw me off well i don't don't mind that she wants to do this but I don't know how it will work once the trust has been broken and it doesn't seem like they really have done the work to repair what was wrong and what led to cheating so it doesn't feel like it'll it'll it to me it won't ever seem like a mutual situation you know what it It feels feels more like he's willing to do it because the cheating hurts more than her being out in the open you know what you know what it feels like it feels like neither her nor him nor them together have done a lick of therapy. They haven't no, done they individual. Haven't, sure. They haven't done individual therapy. They haven't done couples therapy. And this is like he is just like it's cheaper to keep her and go along with this. He is uncomfortable. Like he, you can tell. Like he, the whole episode, he was just looking like he had the boo boo at all times. Right. Um, speaking of also being uncomfortable, we are introduced to Kim, Dustin, and Vincent, and Kim and Dustin have been married for 11 years, and Vincent is their first brother husband, has a great relationship with both of them, um, but Vincent isn't sure that he wants to, uh, he isn't sure that he is on board with Kim adding another brother husband to the dynamic he only wants it to be just the three of them and which to me I feel like it goes back up to Tiger and even Mike and that if you are not comfortable with the boundaries of the dynamic you need to remove yourself even if it's painful I don't care how much you like him or how cool you are with Dustin he wants to add another person to the mix and if if that's not something you are willing to do you need to take a step back you can't force her to want want just y'all, honestly. Now, to me, one thing about these women, God bless them because sometimes dealing with one nigga is too much. 
So I'm just I'm trying to understand why they want two and three. <laughs> Sometimes one nigga is one too many. They want three part three male partners. It just seemed like a lot of work. I don't want to be res- I don't want to be responsible emotionally for for two other partners. So God bless them. But does, um, Vincent is not willing to budge at all. Like he don't want no parts of it. And so I'm just wondering why they are prolonging the inevitable. Do y'all like how did y'all feel about their situation? This again was was this dynamic explained fully to Vincent? Yeah. Or was it hey, I met I met this guy I'm kind of feeling and her husband allowed like allowed they came up to the agreement to have to add Vincent into things. And then Vincent's kind of thinking, okay, th- I guess with Vincent and Tiger, it seems like they thought that they were an exception and not a rule of life that they want to follow. Mm. So so my question is, did they understand that dynamic coming in? Because, and going back to Tiger, if I'm with somebody and it's, it's the three of us for 10 years, you now throwing somebody else in, that is going to, that is going to kind of throw me off. That, that would throw, that would throw me off. If you haven't done that it within this 10 year, and not only do you want to bring somebody in, you want your own room to, to basically, I mean, cause we grown, you want your own room so you can bring back people to be intimate. Yeah. And see that, I guess that's the thing, like we don't, I guess I'm glad we covering this show because then it forces us to look at all the little nuances that exist in these types of situations because yeah. that's a good point. There are, you have this throuple comfortable with it as is. You want to add somebody. How do you, how do you approach that? How do you figure that out? What's the compromise there? Or is it a compromise or a sacrifice? Mm. Because it seems to me, like you said, Adrian, okay, for 10 years, we've been doing this one thing. Vincent seems comfortable. He only wants to be with uh, Kim. Dustin is like, yes, whatever. But Kim is like, no, I want more dick. Well, Dustin wants a friend, quite frankly. He sounded like he wanted a friend. Yeah, like like what happens when everybody wants multiple partners, but then there's you and you only want the one partner. What's the approach to that? Because that's what I'm pretty much getting from Vincent. He just wants Kim. Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I think it was Showtime that did like a show called Polly, where they were, where it was a couple, this, actually this situation, kind of close to the situation where it was a couple and they had a, they had a third partner, but then that partner wanted to bring in like another Polly quad cube. I forgot what they called it. A polycule? Which would then bring, maybe. <laughs> no, that's what it's called. It's a nest. They call their communities polycules, and they have nested, where all the people live together, and unnested, where nobody lives together, or co-nesting, or whatever. And shout out to Shanae, because I follow her on TikTok, and she does um, talk a lot about polyamory, poly relationships, the hard stuff maybe we could get her on to discuss if she watches the show maybe we could get her on to see if she can you know shine some light on this stuff but I my expectations I thought we was going to get a bunch of happy poly couples and off the bat there's a lot of shit going on between these couples yeah and we still got one more couple we got another black couple and we got Megamind, Patrick, I mean, Shara, 
Active and noble. <laughs> One of them looks like Megamind. You're he, not he, wrong, but nigga. You're not, you're not, you're not wrong at all. Sharon has been, she's been with Patrick for 13 years, and I guess they felt like they were drifting apart, but instead of getting divorced, they decided to stay together and open up their marriage. Keep it, keep it. Yeah. Does it but work? Now, like, I, I need, I really need, not because I'm, I'm very invested because I want to understand how these things work. I and really now she's do. ready to have a kid and she got to trying to decide who's going to be the daddy. And see, that's the type of shit that we need to have real conversations about because what? Yeah, that, yeah, that, one, I don't know. that one's going to be interesting. Who's going to be the that baby one. father? And how does how do polycules work with babies and children involved? And how do you have those conversations um, and and get away from you know what society defines as normal relationships and communities and things like that? And because I'm sure we're not going to see less polycules as time moves forward, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I I think. It's a good thing to have conversations about non-traditional non-monogamy because we have been socialized to believe it's monogamy or nothing. But how does this work when you and have in a way that's, involved? And in a way that's serious, because one thing I do like about this show, because, I mean, we've been on, like, Twitter for God, I feel like, damn, the two decades at this point. Like, we know that a lot of the conversations, you know, having that, saying that very loosely, um they haven't they haven't been serious it's been jokes it's been memes it's been what people think it is you know projecting etc so it's nice to see like this in a like serious format you know yeah and i i am happy because they tried to do this not seeking brother husbands it was something else because they had they first started off with seeking sister wives which was some good quality mess also might I add? Yes. Then they tried Seriously. to do this. This I forgot what they called it, but they tried to do it with a woman and a man, and it was like two episodes, and then it went off the air. So I'm glad that they kind of spun the block on this idea again, and kind of flushed it out and did whatever they needed to do to get it on on TV, because it does bring up a lot of good conversation. And because it's a lot of it was a lot of sideways side eyes I had watching this show. But then I had to sit like, is that just because you're so used to used to monogamy being the structure of relationships that this is just odd to see or what? So I'm glad that I'm glad that it's out here. Mm -hmm. I am, too. And Adrian, I'm so glad that you made the recommendation, which, again, if you ever question how valuable you are as being a part of this collective, you need to know you are. Because me and Jeremy are old school niggas, and we can get really comfortable in shows we've been covering. Um, but Hence why basketball wives are still here. Yeah, yeah. I still like basketball wives, sadly. Um, (laughs) But thanks to you, you've been getting us to push the envelope, and it's been such a great benefit. We are covering some good shows that we may have not otherwise covered. So thank you for that. I'm invested okay. in this show. I want to see what happens. Also, I think um, the title is just good and miss. Yeah, it is. Seeking brotherhoods. Like like just saying, like say that in a vacuum and 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 that's and try not to like bust out cackling and laugh. <laughs> Cause as soon as because as soon as uh Adrian put it in the group chat, I was hollering for a, a smooth five minutes. Yeah. I was like, "What? Say what now?" 
Okay, let me. Sika, she was like, I was like, Sika, brother, who now? She was like, it's niggas on here. It's niggas, <laughs> boy. But yeah, we we are invested. And before we get out of here, Love and Marriage DC is on like they mid season break, which is why we didn't cover it today. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville is back next week. Uh, oh, it's next I week. Think, I thought it was the week after. Uh, uh-uh, April eighth. Damn. So it'll be coming back into the fold. Um, Bell Collective just had a trailer. So they'll be coming back sometime soon. And it's supposed to be good and messy. Good and messy. Messy, messy, messy. Uh, what else is rounding the hatch? Married to Medicine. When does that come back? I'm not sure. They filming now. So I'm I'm going to assume it'll be coming in the summer, if I had to say. And Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming back in May, right? I feel like that's mm-hmm. what the trailer said. It was coming in May. So yes. we we gonna be we gonna be jam packed, but fuck it. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. Fuck it, we ball. We ball. So before you go, go subscribe to the Patreon. Like you can subscribe at the red noise level and you will get Ratchet Reloaded and some other great shows. If you go at the blue noise level, you'll get the wind down, red light special, and probably some other stuff. Me and Mike are talking about doing something, but not 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 relationship related because I feel like I'm sick of relationship podcasts. Like it had its time, now everybody goofy. Me and Mike is probably gonna do a Patreon, uh, some Patreon content about all the shit we hate in life. <laughs> Come on, like, old nigga. The cares. shit we hate as a couple, the things we hate, the people we hate, the places we hate, the, the behaviors, the act. We some fucking haters. Come on, you year of the hater. Year of the hater might be the title, Jeremy. And I know we can bring your grumpy ass on and hate away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we not gonna continue to hold y'all up. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Y'all got anything to say before we get out of here? No. Bye, niggas. Uh, I got, I got some. Uh, Go ahead, Jeremy. Is, just as a general rule of thumb, speaking of me being grumpy, um, listen. Uh, I know the weather is kind of ridiculous because climate change is uh is is on some shit right now. But it's springtime. The sun is general generally out. It's a beautiful day. Instead of being a head ass on the internet, you can go outside and touch some grass. You know, Just or that- or like Taylor's baby daddy, you can get your face punched into the grass. <laughs> you can touch it willingly, or you can touch it by force. But go touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So with that said, peace, niggas. <laughs> Bye.